So it's kind of a combination of recognizing, taking time to learn who you are and kind of what defines you. And then understand that we're not on this planet forever and that we, uh, we want, we need to embrace today. And it doesn't need to be, be stressed out. We don't need to be anxious about it, that type of thing. It's just be in the moment and appreciate what's happening. And then don't be afraid. The Life in Motion podcast is brought to you by Actual Outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is the Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up and welcome to episode 147 of Life in Motion. I've got Chris Christie with me who's preparing for a walk from North Carolina to Maine with his adventure pup, all to raise money for the animal rescues along the way. He's also starting a new platform called The Mill to inspire and empower people to go out of their way for more adventures. I'm excited to hear a story and how his love for the outdoors drives his passion. Chris, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, thanks so much, Jeremy, for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes. I'm excited um, that that you've reached out and it sounds like uh, you have some uh, awesome things in the works and also a pretty amazing adventure in the works as well. But before we get into that, um, let's talk about you know who you are, where you grew up, kind of how you got into this lifestyle in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a that's a fantastic question. I love who who are who are you or who I am because on the on the front page of the website uh, of the character mill, it's you know what defines who you are and the opportunity for that you know to change your character is every day. So when I started doing this project, I really had to take a step back and say, well, like, wow, who am I? And so I love when people ask that question and. Uh, especially in the outdoor world, you know, I was very uh, blessed that I got introduced in the outdoor world very, very early. Um, I have, through the project of developing the character mill, I've looked back on on who I was at a, as a younger child and boy, uh, lacing up the leather ski boots uh, because my dad was a ski patrolman and, and you know, and skiing in New Hampshire and and hitting the pizza places on the way home at night and building my first fly rod and going up into Northern Maine and fly fishing with my dad and my brother. And, you know, those are memories that I hadn't really thought a lot about. And they all of a sudden, these they just got, started getting flooded. And that's kind of was my introduction to the outdoor world. And then life, you know, life happens and life circumstances come. And, you know, my dad at, at the age of 10 for me, my dad was not involved in the in the family anymore. And so life took its turns. And you know, somehow through all those experiences, I have I have stayed involved in the outdoor industry and realized that being outside is just so important for so many different reasons. And it just has kind of morphed into the project that I'm that I'm doing now, which is hopefully to inspire people and, and reduce those barriers of entry for people to to get uh, to get outside more and to take advantage of those adventures today. Uh, and so, yeah, so that, that kind of thing, who are you? I love it because it's, I, I hope who I am is changing every second. <laughs> yeah. Always moving forward. Right. Um, well, and it sounds like there's definitely no, no lack of adventure. Um, when you, you know, growing up as, as a kid, um, that, that sounds pretty, pretty boring, right. You know, skiing, fly fishing, everything, uh, all of the above. Um, so, so I'm curious, you know, obviously it, and I, and I guess this sort of stays in the childhood and the kind of progression a little bit, but, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, now your kind of mission is, is to inspire others to get out more and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, you know, growing up as a kid with that and then having, you know, as, as you mentioned, life happens, um, 
with that situation. But what what like what was it about the outdoors? You know, even you know, I guess pre and post, uh, you know, the, the the life circumstances. I guess I'll go back to that kind of really kept you um, involved and have that kind of that thirst to continue, and then obviously leading up to what you're doing now. I think it it, it various it, for various reasons as we change in our life, you know, early it was just because we didn't have the internet and we didn't have those things, you know, when I was younger. (laughs) So outside, outside was our internet for all intents and purposes. And so, uh, you know, that's what kept me going. And then of course I got involved in athletics and, uh, achieved a fairly high level of athletics, um, in skiing, uh, and in golf and in, in a couple other sports. And so that's what kind of kept me excited. And ultimately that's kind of what got me into, into coaching. Um, and with my coaching, you know, I achieved a very, very high level of coaching up to national team level status. And in, and in golf, I was a 15 year PGA golf professional. So I just yeah. kind of stayed with it more as a career. And then, uh, I had my son and, uh, and I just, you know, I think my dad leaving when I was 10 probably helped shape me to be the father that I am. And, and so I wanted to open up every door I could for him. And, and so he, he eventually became before my adventure pup, Kylie, he was, you know, he, <laughs> he was my adventure buddy. So we skied and we ski raced and I owned a bike shop for, for 10 years. And we were really big into downhill mountain biking. And, you know, that, those were our weekends of he and I just riding together and skiing together and stuff. And so being outside kept me that way. And then now he's off into college and pursuing an outdoor rec degree there. And, uh, all of a sudden I've now kind of gone back into the kind of the business side going, wow, it's, you know, the outdoors has been so important because it's provided balance in my life when I've needed it, just whether it's a Sunday morning hike with the dog just to get outside or whether it's provided a sense of meaning in a sense as a way of, because it was how my son and I hung out most of the time was being outside. We just didn't do things inside. And so I think it, being outside at the outdoors, it just it has provided so many different reasons and so many different ways it's affected me. Like again, from balance to some purpose to some meaning, and and it's created opportunities for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like uh, uh, that thirst for adventure is definitely uh, in the bloodline. Um, so so that brings a, a interesting point. Kind of going back back to um, you know your your son now or whatnot, or I guess you know when he was much younger. Um, I guess, was that always a, um, I guess, was he always kind of gung ho about like going on these different adventures and that kind of stuff? Because to your point, like you just mentioned, you know, memories with, with my dad, uh, was kind of the same. There was, there were certain bonding things that we would do. And then the other times like, Oh, Hey dad, you know, type of deal. Cause I, I feel like that might be typical for a lot of, uh, <laughs> father son combinations, but, um, I'm, I'm curious about that as well. And also because I have, um, four, boys myself that are all under four years old right now. So we're getting into that phase personally. <laughs> well, your hands are full too then. Uh, but that, that's exciting. You've got all sorts of adventure ahead, ahead of you. Uh, you know, again, it was, I think life helped shape that because he, you know, he was always into sports and I, and when he got into sports and in being outside uh, one thing I told him and, whether it was good or bad that I did it, I said, hey, listen, you can play any sport you want, but just understand daddy's not sitting inside to watch you play. So <laughs> choose choose wisely. And he did. He chose everything that he chose. He kind of followed my footsteps. And then for the last uh, 10 or 11 years, I've been a single dad. So it's just been he and I uh, traveling through Vermont and New York for my jobs and that type of thing. It's just been the two of us. And 
And so he just has kind of uh, followed in my my footsteps. I let him kind of do his own thing. I never really pushed him into any particular sport. He just followed it. And now that he's at college, it's fun. I've really, you know, purposely taken a major step back just to kind of let him find his own route. And he's just kind of following his path, which is which is fun. So, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it just started out with playing catch in the driveway. We made a point of going out and playing catch every day. We tried to make a point of every day doing something outside. Uh, and then it just kind of kept going into sports. And then, of course, I started on, I was, you know, my coaching is my my background. And so when he started playing, for instance, I think football, I sat on the sidelines. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I get to be a parent on the sideline and just cheer him <laughs> on. And the coach that was on the field noticed that every practice I kept inching like another foot or two closer. <laughs> and ultimately, after about two weeks, like, uh, Chris, do you just want to come on the field with us? And I'm like, ah, damn, I do, but I don't. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so, yeah, just athletics and being outside is just, it, you know, it, it is uh, the basis of our relationship. And I'm very fortunate that, you know, I can call him my best friend. And uh, we talk about everything and because we've lived through We've lived through a lot together. Yeah, no, no, I, I love that. And it's funny, you know, you're getting handed a, a clipboard basically on the, on the football field. Um, and, and kind of that, that point that you, you mentioned too, you know, making that time kind of early on to, hey, let's do one outdoor activity uh, a day, which is, uh, and we're kind of, we're just having a conversation here, but, you know, I work from home with my kids most of the time as well. So when it is nice outside, um, obviously winter's a little more limiting. Um, but you know, there's, there's time where I got to work and they got to be entertained, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, let's go outside for a couple hours and just run around, do whatever. Um, which is, which is great. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that worked out for you. Cause that's sort of my strategy right now. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. And, and you have to, I mean, you just have to make, you know, you have to make that, that time. And, um, you know, as you know, 10 minutes outside will all of a sudden turn into 30 or 40 or 60. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, so definitely, uh, and kind of now jumping back to, uh, the coaching aspect it obviously traveling around, um, that kind of stuff. And that, so that was with specific teams, I guess is, is what, you, what you mentioned. Yeah, it was, you know, coaching for me, coaching was, I kind of, I, I guess I got into it by accident, I guess, if you will. And, it was uh, when I left high school, I went to college for professional golf management into Michigan because I realized that golf um, golf was going to be my my area that I was going to dive into. And so I went to Michigan for school, did an internship in Flor in uh, excuse me, Virginia, played a few tournaments down there and then got offered a scholarship to transfer down to Methodist College in North Carolina and got down there. And essentially the, the coach down there reneged on his offer to me. And I said, well, you know, if you're not going to put me on the team, I just beat your top three guys. If you're not going to put me on the team, then I'm, I'm leaving because I'm not ta- I'm not taking a chance that I don't play well and then lose out on all this stuff. Like you made you made an agreement with me. I made I I did my part. I'm here, um, and ultimately he didn't. And so I I literally packed up my bags and left. And it was fun that I think when I was in my mid 30s, my mother told me that the the co- the coach was calling every single night saying hey you got to talk to chris and convince him to stay and my mom was like hey he's his own man he'll he'll make his decision so <laughs> i you know i left and just came back to my local ski area cuz we're fortunate enough to have a ski area right here uh, in our town on the coast and um, started coaching and then got asked to go to oregon to be to coach at the bob yaddy summer ski camps just as kind of a grunt course worker and went out for a couple of weeks. And two weeks after I got home, I, a friend that was coaching there called me and said, Hey, you love 
loved what you were doing out there. We're looking for a head coach in Telluride, Colorado. Are you interested? And I, I'm 19 years old. I'm like, of course I'm interested. So I <laughs> packed my bags and went to Colorado and started being the head coach in Telluride. And then the last race of the season was riding up the chairlift with someone. And they said, boy, you really love what you're doing with Telluride. And I'm getting, re- getting ready to leave Winter Park, uh, which was one of the best programs in the country. Where you, Would you be interested in being the head coach there? I'm like, well, of course I would. <laughs> so again, you know, the outdoor industry just provided, provided opportunities when, you know, when you keep your eyes open and you, and you work hard, then opportunities, I think, present themselves. And so I then went to Winter Park. And when I got there, some of the, a couple of the coaches that were working um, at the Bob Beatty camp were now coaches at, at Winter Park. And then they went on to the U.S. ski team and, and University of Colorado. And so that was my link to th- that stuff. And, and so, yeah, I just, uh, I was just, I just kept, I paid attention. I worked hard and, uh, and that's, you know, that's what got me into the coaching aspect that it really got my love for coaching. And then when I got out of skiing, uh, I stayed in with golf. Golf for me was the opportunity to teach people one of the greatest games. So it was never real. I enjoyed the business side, but I, I, for me, it was about teaching the game. And then that just kind of morphed into coaching golf back, you know, when I finally settled down from traveling and, and settled into this area. Uh, I got, I started coaching the high school ski team and the high school golf team. And I now am a head coach of the high school football team. So, um, so yeah, coaching, I just love it. I love uh, another business that I have on the side called the character Institute, which is another leg of the character mill uh, where I work with young people, just kind of helping them define what their superpowers are and then learn how to use those superpowers to make a difference. So yeah, yeah coaching is, I love it. Coaching is who I am. No, 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 that that's awesome. And so and so to that point, what, uh, you know, kind of, you know, teaching the the youngsters kind of, you know, their superpower in that is is super important. So where I guess let's dive into a little bit uh, more into um, into that and kind of what I guess what what that looks like, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, again, coaching was is always what I've done. And I and I teach and I take my my job as a coach super, super seriously. So you know, I'm not just a, a father that is coaching because he, you know, he wants to help out, although God love them and bless them. They, that's that what it, what makes junior sports happen. But I, I take my role um, very, very seriously as a coach because of my, my opportunity, especially at the high school level, because that's more of my, my market that I like that age um, is, you know, it's an opportunity to really help shape uh, young men or young women into great people at the same time. Uh, open as many doors as I can for them. So I'm a natural networker and I love talking with people and every opportunity. And that's because I've had a couple phenomenal uh, mentors in my life uh, that I will, can never thank enough um, that op- helped open doors for me through connections. And so I, I take my job as a coach seriously. And, and like I said, want to, want to just help, help them become great, great young people, uh, help them define kind of who they are. And then learn, you know, like I said, learn what their superpowers are and then go do something with those superpowers. Don't don't waste that energy uh, because the the feeling that you get when you can impact someone else's life like that is probably it's almost selfish because it, it, it makes you feel so good, even though you're ultimately helping someone else. So uh, I, I think it's a great feeling. And the more young people I can help discover that, the better. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's, it, you know, you said kind of selfish because you, you know, you kind of get that, that 
that good warm feeling in your heart but at the same time you're doing something good for them so i think that's like the perfect time to be you know selfish in that in that way of, 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 yeah. kind of chasing that feeling but knowing you're you're doing good and spreading out in that way is as well I, I, and, and to that point i mean i don't, I don't obviously you probably don't want to get too specific but are there any like i guess any any like really like I guess great stories that have come out of that, you know, where, you know, they just go on and, and just do something that completely, you know, you didn't expect to happen, you know, a, however long down the road or anything like that from kind of your, your guidance and kind of mentorship. Yeah. I mean, we, if you're, if this is a 24 hour podcast, we'll stay, we could stay <laughs> here all day. But I mean, I literally, I literally got a message this morning um, from a young person that I used to work with in New York. Um, I, I was the general manager of a, of a large adventure park. So zip lines, ropes courses. And I loved it because I had a staff of about 90 and they were all 16 to about 22 years old, the entire staff. And then there's me. And, um, yeah, he just reached out to me this morning and said that he, uh, he, he had asked for a recommendation a couple months ago and he was just kind of following up on the recommendation that said he, the fact that he got the job as a teacher and he had never thought about teaching until he had worked with me and just took some took some time and really looked back as to who he was and what he wanted to do with his life. And so he decided teaching was the direction he was going to go. And then he shared with me this morning a couple conversations that he'd had with some young people that kind of helped shape the direction. One of them was someone that was looking as to what direction they wanted to go in college. And then another one was in the high school level. But he he's like, I, I always make it very clear now that when I help someone where my knowledge came from and the fact that you were such a, a huge part of shaping who I was, I, I wanted to make sure I gave credit where credit was due, which was very nice. And so, yeah, it's just great stories like that. When you see, when you see, uh, you know, when your words for me, it's just, it kind of comes naturally, but when, the, when they, when they take effect onto something and then it goes on and it pays it forward and it, and it helps someone else. So yeah, literally as early as, as just a couple hours ago when I got that email. So. <laughs> That's amazing. And, and, you know, you, you know, you have that impact on the, on that one individual, but really to kind of this story's point that you you worked with that one individual, but in turn, that individual impacted X many people as well. So it just creates kind of that ultimate kind of ripple ripple effect, which is, which is what it's all about. So, yeah, you know, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just about keeping the momentum going again, which is part of the project with keeping the momentum moving forward in that right direction. And um, yeah, I mean, again, the endless, endless number of stories of, and not so much, I mean, this, he, this young man was nice enough to reach back to me. And sometimes it's just fun to watch what some young men and young women do with their lives. And I, I had another woman, another young girl who's now <clears throat> very successful job in New York city. And I saw her this thanks past Thanksgiving at the grocery store. She was home for vacation, vacation to, visit her mom and she cut, she came back and she goes, I just have to tell you, coach, they were all the girls in the ski team. We all just talked the other day over the, over the Thanksgiving break. And she goes, we were all in agreement that the, the highlight of our, of our high school career was every year for ski team. Like that was an absolute highlight of our entire high school career was doing ski team. And I was like, well, Oh, okay. I mean, that's, that's powerful. I mean, yeah, that's just, that's just powerful that here's a woman that, you know, in her early thirties and she's still, you know, remembering uh, her ski team years in high school. So that's no, that's, that's amazing. And, you know, yeah, no, you'd love to hear that and that, that impact. And obviously, uh, as you mentioned, what, 
continues, you know, you to kind of pursue that. So, so kind of, so, so I guess, you know, with, with the coaching side of things and everything like that, is that sort of what kind of transition into kind of the social platform, the mill or, or kind of what you're starting with that? Um, I, I think certainly, yeah, to some extent um, for me, it was just at that, it, the coaching was, I wanted to make a difference in people's lives and coaching and athletics, sports, um, action sports, those types of things just came easy to me. And so I think it was just an, it's a natural thing. And now as I'm moving forward and now I'm into my, you know, into my mid fifties now, and, you know, I, I don't, I'd still love to barrel down a mountain on my, on my mountain bike, but, um, dad just doesn't bounce like he used to and doesn't <laughs> heal quite as quickly. So I, I've slowed down and have moved my outdoor stuff to a little bit slower stuff and exploring more things than, than the adrenaline stuff. And uh, so I think it's, it, it has helped shape how I want to make a difference in people's lives, whether and and the platform, because there was a stat that I read a few years ago, which really just hit me like a lightning bolt. And so that, that combined with life experiences combined with just kind of moving on into the next phase of the adventure and outdoor world, I think is what ultimately shaped um, the project for sure. That that's awesome. So I, I guess, so yeah, let's, let's dive, dive in or talk a little bit more about that. Like when, when is it, uh, I, I guess, cause it's not out yet, right? It's not out. No, it's probably, um, I was hoping for to launch when I, when I started the walk on April 2nd, but there were a couple glitches um, in it that I, I really, that were really important to me that they, those were taken out. So uh, we're looking probably middle of April, 1st of May. Cool. That's, that's awesome. That, that'll, that'll be kind of exciting to see that, that kind of develop and, um, make, make sense. At least the, the initial idea was to, to start that with your, uh, with your walk that's, that's coming up or, or happening in April. So uh, where, where did that idea come from? That's a long, that's a long ways, especially with a pup. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I'd like to say it was some euphoric moment. Um, but it really wasn't. It was la it was March of 22 and I was literally in the shower and I was just <laughs> getting in the shower. Of course, that's, I think everyone agrees that that's where oftentimes our best think yeah. our best and most creative thinking can occur. <laughs> so, uh, I just got out of the shower and I walked down to my, now my fiance, and I said, I'm, I'm just going to do a walk and I'm going to basically retrace the steps that my adventure pup Kylie took to get to me. So we're starting in North Carolina where Kylie came to us from and we're ending here at pause in our local, our local rescue, which is where my, where I rescued my cat from. And so, yeah, it just kind of came to me, uh, you know, as part of my, uh, the way I approach the business is that I, I like to, a dear friend of mine has a, wrote a book and create basically created a whole company on called think wrong, John Bielenberg. And so that's how I approach business. And so I've been really successful with businesses going in um, and basically reshaping them in a, in a, in a very, in a three to five year period of time, making them very successful because I, I love to solve problems. And I think that's just natural. I just love the challenge of solving problems. And then when I solve it, I look for kind of the next shiny object and go, oh, let's go solve that instead. And so that's why I've <laughs> maneuvered throughout the outdoor industry in a number of different in a number of different ways. And then I just kind of got to the point where I was like, okay, like I said, I had that kind of lightning bolt moment a few years ago and went, okay, that's the problem I want to solve now. Uh, and so I've gotten creative in my marketing because 
as I mentioned before, I was you know just a single dad on the coast of Maine, and so I didn't. Um, I've started a couple nonprofits, and I didn't like the whole idea of board of directors and that type of thing because I, I was laser focused on this project. So I needed to come up with ways of of marketing and collaborating with others, and uh, and so the walk just seemed to make sense because now I'm collaborating with seven different animal rescues along the route, and so we're we're cross marketing and kind of collaborating with each other, and so that's you know it's it's my it is a little bit of my marketing method and my I guess creative marketing method. Yeah, that that's awesome. So, like with all of the the seven or whatnot, is is there like kind of an overall goal, I guess, for you know awareness and um and I, I guess ultimately you know funds to help support support their mission as well, um or like a soft goal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I make it very clear in the in the fundraising campaign that we set up that I want to raise two hundred fifty thousand. Um, I've had Kylie is my fifth rescue that I've had. I, my first rescue was when my, when I got to winter park in Colorado coaching was my first rescue out there. Um, and literally saved the dog from and when I called and said I was going to take her, they said, you better hurry. She's an hour from being hour away from being euthanized. So I got in my car and drove down. And so, I mean, the, they've just, the rescues have just saved my life in, on many occasions and in multiple ways. Uh, and so I just, I need to make as big an impact as I possibly can. And that's part of also the reason for the documentary is it, we're not doing a documentary just on the walk. I, I really want to take some time and dive into each of the rescues because they're all unique in their own way. We've got larger rescue rescues, smaller ones. We've got ones that do dogs, cats, and all small animals and birds. And we've got one that's a horse rescue and kind of sanctuary. They have SPCAs and humane. I mean, so it's a really, it's a kind of a spectrum of rescues and so I, and I want to I want to take time to tell their story because this walk is ultimately about them as much as it is about the launch of the mill and so I want to take the time and show the character of the people that are working at those places because it sometimes it is selfless and it's not the best conditions and they do it simply out of love and compassion for the animals and I, I that's a, a story I think that just needs to be needs to be shared yeah, absolutely. So, so, so during, during the walk or is this, uh, you know, are you kind of, um, uh, what am I saying? Backpacking essentially. So you'll be, you know, setting up camp or there are different stops away along the, the way, I guess you have planned out besides of course, stopping at the rescues and whatnot. Yeah. We'll stop at the rescues and we're pushing, uh, uh, you know, Thule, Thule has been great and extended us, um, some assistance on a nice jogger. So we've got a jogger that's going to be carrying our equipment. Uh, and I plan to be self-sustained. Uh, if we camp out every night, I'm very comfortable with doing that, as is Kylie. So, uh, But I, I'm hoping as we get going and we network and we meet all sorts of people that, uh, you know, people may say, hey, you know, just come camp in our backyard or camp out behind the store or something like that. And certainly we'd, we would love that because I, the more opportunities I get to talk to people um, would be fantastic. But we're also prepared to just stay out in the woods if we need to. So, uh, you know, we're, we're prepared. It's good. Like I said, it's going to be self self-sustained. We are going to walk on a question I get a lot is, are we walking the AT? Um, ultimately we probably will at some point, but in this case where, you know, the focus is to raise awareness of the fundraising for the rescues and to raise awareness of the mill, uh, my fo- I, I will stay on as, as large a roads as I can safely for Kylie and I. And so we've got a, a map that's 
rooted out and I expect it will change probably on a daily basis with things as we get to know the areas. But yeah, our focus is to stay on those main roads, stay self-contained and um, sleep, I guess, sleep where we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that, that makes the adventure, right? So um, no, no, that's cool. You know, kind of having that, 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 you know, pretty, um, pretty ideal plan, but of course, you know, flexibility with that, which kind of makes all for uh, more fun, that way. So after like, once that's all, you know, completed and, um, a huge success raise, raise all that, the documentary and the, the launch of, um, the platform, everything like that, what is, what is next? Uh, you know, the next will hopefully that the, the mill is taking off. Um, you know, the mission behind the mill is, is, is crystal clear to me and what do I, what I want to accomplish with it. And so I have, I, I launched, I launched the app, first in 2019 and um then realized that when i ripped my shirt off there's not a big superman s on my <laughs> chest and it failed miserably uh and i learned a ton i ate a massive piece of humble pie uh actually then entered a very very deep state of depression because of it because i really felt like it was my life's work and i had you know let myself down and so i kind of tightened up the straps and, and worked my way back. And it just kept popping back into my head of that, you know, you need to do this, Chris, like you're, you're here again, because of life experiences, it, it, it had, it kept coming back to me like, Chris, there are multiple reasons why you should not be on this planet right now. And yet you still are. So you are here to do something. And I just kind of kept digging myself up and pushing myself up, I should say. And, um, so I really honed the app down into a really manageable, but I think effective and a, and a really cool app. But I've got five to 10 years worth of things and ideas that I want to do with the app and keep growing it. So it's not just this stagnant product. It's going to be changing constantly all around the same mission, which is to get people to go out and do their adventures today. Uh, and so I've got a bunch of ideas. And so, yeah, so it's the focus will be get the walk done, get the app going and the documentary, because once the documentary comes out, which would probably be, you know, three to five months after the walk, then we'll circle back to all the rescues um, and start work and let them premiere the documentary as yet another fundraiser for them. So I'm hoping it's kind of a two a two bang fundraiser for them. And then, you know, within the app, we have character giving, which is our monthly character giving, our monthly giving program back to nonprofits. So every single month we're doing some kind of a, you know, we're doing some kind of a benefit to, to benefit some, some nonprofit organization. And this year in 23, our, our focus is animal rescues. So uh, the walk is great and it benefits those seven, but as soon as I get done, we need to grow the app and, and get people involved and change some lives that way. And then raise, raise a boatload of money for other organizations. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. And kind of the whole give back is, is, uh, kind of baked into it. Um, so b before, before we find out, you know, where we can find more about that, I do always like to ask, um, you know, one question, one piece of advice for our, our listeners and, and kind of your story is, you know, from, from coaching to obviously, you know, um, your, your memories and stuff, uh, you know, growing up with your son and then of course kind of expanding this reach with what you're doing now with the walk and all that kind of sort of been, you know, centered around, uh, coaching, teaching, kind of giving back what I guess for, for people out there, you know, maybe they don't want to be a coach per se, you know, like, like you were, but what kind of mindset can, can individuals have, you know, parents, uh, role models within the community, um, whoever to, 
kind of, you know, make that positive impact on others, you know, whether, you know, might be a little less direct than actual coaching, but just, you know, if, if they see somebody in a, in a situation where they can help to kind of, I guess, uh, flip that switch where they put themselves out there to kind of provide that help, you know, knowing what kind of ripple effect uh, that creates and also how it makes, you know, the individual that's helping them feel. Yeah, that, great question. Uh, it's, it really comes down to what the idea of the mill, the app is, which is to create as many experiences and adventures for people. Because I, every time we do those adventures, especially the outside ones, uh, that's when our character begins to get shaped. And I think the more people are aware of who they are and their character, we are innately amazing, amazing creatures. Like our, our number one goal for the most part is to take care of ourselves and to take care of others. And so I, it's sometimes when we let the outside influences of the world and our ego talk to us and we actually listen um, and when we can block that out and we start to learn kind of who we are, I think the stuff that you're mentioning of, of taking care of others and, and recognizing and being empathetic to others starts to come a little bit more naturally. And those barriers are dropped down. And so, uh, you know, the two things that I think about a lot during a day are um, by Steve Hardison, the ultimate coach of I'm an amazing, it's an amazing book called the ultimate coach, but he talks a lot about being. And so one of the things I think about whenever I start to my, I let my mind digress or I start to get a little negative, my thought that comes back into my head is who am I being right now? And how is that serving? And when yeah. I do that and I think about that and I embrace it, then I, I come back to my character and I come back to who I am and that, and I am that empathetic person. I want to make a difference. I, I like to listen uh, as opposed to tell, sharing a lot. I, I really love to enjoy listening. And so I get back to that person of who I am being. And then the other part, which drives me every single morning, I mean, I have a tattoo on my wrist, uh, the Ikigai uh, tattoo, which is, a, you know, Western translation of it would be the reason why you wake up in the morning. And the, the, the stat, that lightning bolt that hit me with the app that I read a number of years ago was that 86% of people in nursing homes share something in common. And that is they all have regrets of things they do. They did. They didn't do during their life. And, you know, I lost my dad. He left when I was 10. I lost my mom 10 years ago. I lost my older brother uh, five years ago. And so that just hit, hit me like, Oh my gosh, like I, I need to solve that problem. So it's kind of a combination of recognizing, taking time to learn who you are, and kind of what defines you and then understand that we're not on this planet forever and that we uh, we want we need to embrace today and it doesn't need to be be stressed out we don't need to be anxious about it that type of thing it's just be in the moment and appreciate what's happening and then don't be afraid i, I hate the quote unquote um you know if we have we, we're living in a box or we have our own constraints that we have and you know, we have to think outside the box. I, I hate the box. It's a whole nother project. <laughs> I, we'll, we can do another podcast on in a few years. Um, but I hate the idea of that. And so it's just, let's just get back to being and discovering who we are and then recognizing that go on those adventures, learn something new. Because for us, an adventure, for me, the advent, an adventure is embarking on anything where the outcome is uncertain. So that could be learning to ballroom dance in your living room with your spouse. It could be going and climbing Mount Everest. It could be learning to rock climb, ski, or it could be learning to cook Italian cuisine. It doesn't make any difference what that adventure is. If you're embarking on something and the outcome's a little uncertain, 
that's an adventure. And so go find new adventures every day, but take the time to really understand who you are. Cause I think that's most important because we are incredible creatures when we, when we can eliminate the distractions. Absolutely. You know, and, and yeah, take all those things into, into perspective. Like you said, you know, we're there, uh, unfortunately there's, there's a time that we have. So, you know, and if you make up those excuses, uh, for yourself, I guarantee you there's somebody out there that has the same or very similar circumstances, uh, that have, have done that themselves as well. So, um, and then to reiterate your point too, that's a big thing I, I believe also, as far as, you know, adventure is whatever that means to the person, you know, for one person, it might be just stepping outside and doing something and you don't know what's going to happen out there or to your point, climbing Mount Everest, something that seems kind of crazy. Um, it's, it's whatever, whatever it means to you. So I, I love kind of, the, uh, you, you sharing that, that passion, uh, kind of behind it to kind of wrap, wrap things up. So to that point, where can people find you online, uh, to follow, uh, the journey, of course, um, get involved with the app, check out the documentary when, when that's out and, and kind of all of the above. Great. No, it's, uh, where the character mill on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. It's just at the character mill on all three of those. And so we'll be doing Facebook lives, Instagram lives, TikToks, all that as we, especially as the walk gets going, I've been spending a lot of time over as now that we're seven or eight days, 10 days away from of happening. I've been doing sharing a lot more about the preparation and, and those types of things. So yeah, I would love to have people follow us along the journey. I'll be doing lives on all those throughout and posting a bunch of pictures. So certainly social media, if people want to learn a little bit more about uh, the character mill in itself, uh, the mill app, and also the character Institute and the walk, then it's just the character mill.com on the web. Uh, and you know, once we get going and the app launches, it is a community based around inspiring people to go live their best life and then reducing the barrier of entry to do that. So we've got a number of different programs in there, which just make it easier for people to go do those adventures. But there'll also be a whole lot better content about the walk and some kind of behind the scenes stuff within within the mill within the mill app. So, you know, certainly we'll do stuff on, on the social media platforms, but and on the website. But uh, if people want to learn more about the documentary and, and those types of things and, and kind of follow on behind the scenes, then the mill uh, in the app will be the, will be the place to do that once it, once it launches. Awesome. Well, everyone definitely, uh, make sure you go and, and check out that, uh, see, see what Chris is up to with the, the various projects and whatnot, but I appreciate you taking the time to come on kind of sharing your story, uh, sharing, you know, really the passion behind everything. Uh, and of course I wish you the best of luck, uh, and lots of success with, uh, with the upcoming walk. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about it. I get a little excited every time I do. And, and so it's fantastic. So I, I appreciate the time and, and, I, and, uh, we will, uh, we'll, we'll keep our, keep our feet going forward for the walk. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And Hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion until next time.